we continue our reflection on the parables of Jesus in Matthew chapter 13. And if you recall, we started reflecting on the parables three Sundays ago. And uh, we started with the parable of the, the parable of the sower and also of the seed. Then we moved to this gospel today, giving us actually not one, not two, but four parables that speak about the kingdom of God. It's important for us to understand the cultural context of the parables that Jesus gave to us in the gospel today. During the time of Jesus, there were no banks. Okay? There were no banks. So people hid their treasures, their valuable possessions underground to avoid being looted, to avoid being robbed. And uh, they would take them out if they need them for emergency or for something uh, for an enterprise that they want to enter into. But this doesn't happen all the time, especially if a person suddenly dies and no one else knew that that person hid a valuable possession underground. So this reality was all over the place in Israel during the time of Jesus. You would stumble a treasure and the treasure is more valuable than the land itself. So as Jesus was pointing this as a comparison to the kingdom of God, people understood what he was talking about because it was a regular practice. Also, as to the pearl, you know, during that time, pearls were really one of the most, um, one of the most expensive gems that a person could could ever possess. Nowadays, you know, because there's pearl farming, the reality has changed a little bit. But during the time of Jesus, you know, you have to search for it. You know, there is no such thing as a pearl farming during that time. It wasn't discovered yet. So you have to be intentional. People actually risk their lives. They go under, under the undersea and, uh, and look for the finest pearls. I was doing a little bit of research last night because I was like, what is the most expensive pearl right now in the world, like in 2020? You would be amazed. $136 million is the most expensive pearl. And uh, they listed like the top five pearls in the world. And, uh, and one of them actually was discovered in one of the waters in the Philippines. That's the, still the, the, biggest, the biggest pearl in the world was discovered there. It's called the Pearl of Laozi, and uh, it weighs 14 pounds. And it's not from an oyster, but from clams. So you see how humongous it is, and uh, it's being valued now around $40 million. So the point is, people search for it. 
effort. You know, they, they risk even their lives in, in order to find this once-in-a-lifetime fortune. But what's really interesting about these two parables that Jesus gives us in the gospel is that the first one, the, the treasure buried in the field, the person was not expecting it. He, was not, he or she was not searching for it, but he found it. But the other one, searching for the, pine, for, for the fine pearl, he was, he was exerting a lot of effort. What this tells us, my dear friends, are two attitudes as to how the kingdom of God comes to us. Sometimes it's easy. You know, if you're born into the Catholic faith, and uh, you, you came from a family of believers and practicing Catholic, the faith is a lot easier to, to pass on to you. You don't have to look too far. Of course, you still have to make it your own. But at least it's given to you. It's right there. You don't have to actively search for it. But for a lot of people, a, a lot of people, they have to, they have to search for it. They have to... They, they have to do a lot of soul-searching in themselves because they were not raised into the faith. But what's interesting is that despite the two ways on how the kingdom of God comes to us, they have one and the same reaction. They were filled with joy. <laughs> And they would do everything to possess it after discovering it. Regardless on how that, that precious treasure came to them, the reaction is the same. That of joy and the gusto. It's like, I'm going to sell everything. I'm going to sell everything in order to possess it because they were so convinced of it that that is the most important treasure. Well, Jesus is comparing those two things to the kingdom of God. People hopefully would realize, as Jesus was teaching, that there is no greater treasure that we could aspire for than eternal life. Than eternal life. Than being with God in heaven meaning the greatest treasure is Jesus Christ himself coming to us through the gift of faith. One biblical scholar also said, you know, in this parable of Jesus, we could say that, that, the, that the field is the heart of every human person. And in that heart, the field of the human heart God has already planted treasure in there. It's buried. Some of us discovered it early on. Some people are still in the process of digging. Some people will discover it towards the end of their lives. But the desire of God to give himself totally to us has already been implanted in every human heart because all of us is created in the image and likeness of God. That is why there is the ability for us, then the innate capacity for us 
to aspire for heaven. But it doesn't come easy. That is why the first reading today from the book of Kings is really good. It's a great compliment, great compliment to, to the parables today. Why is that? For us to be able to discover and to know who and what our greatest treasure is and who and what is the, is the pearl of great price for us, we have to have what Solomon asked to God. And that is what? An understanding heart. What is an understanding heart? A discerning heart. The ability to know what is right from what is good. The ability to know what is important from the non-essentials. How many times, you know, nowadays, this is so lacking in this world. <laughs> An understanding heart. The ability to discern what is important. I think I've shared this to you a few, I don't think at this Mass, I probably. It was a few weeks ago. I was sharing about my conversation with a very good friend of mine who lives in Southeast. And, uh, you know, I've been like, they're like family to me, and I'm like family to them. So Steve called me and then asked, Hope, Carrie, how things are going at your place? I said, it's going well, I think, you know, we do what we can. And um, so we were having a conversation. I was asking how his family is doing and all of that. And then suddenly I asked, have you guys signed up for Mass already? You know, because they belong to one of the parishes in Southeast. And then there was a long pause. Steve is like in his early 40s, I think, or yeah, early 40s. And there was a long pause in there. And he said, no, we haven't signed up. Because they are requiring us to wear masks. I was like, are you kidding me, Steve? Are you really kidding me about this right now? You know, I said, you have the opportunity. I, would, I could understand if you have some serious health issues, if some of the family members are there with you are having some serious e health issues, like you don't want to expose yourself to other people. But because of this, you refuse yourself and your family to to partake in the most important treasure there is in the world for mast. What does this tell you about your faith? What does this tell you about the most important treasure? He just stayed silent. And, uh, you know, I could be very honest to him because I'm, a God's, I'm the godfather of one of the children. And I said, you know, think about it. A few days after that, the wife called me and said, oh, Father, he already signed up for Mass. You know, whatever it is, you know, political views for the political issues, those things take a back seat. When it comes to faith, when it comes to the Eucharist, when it comes to the Eucharist, you know, the, the person who found the treasure in that buried field sold everything 
everything because that person was convinced of it. Because that is the most important treasure for him. Well, we all know that eternal life is the greatest treasure for us but for us who are still in this world the closest experience of eternal life is right here the eucharist christ himself offering his entire divinity to us and telling us i have humbled myself to be reduced to this piece am i talking too much i'm good to this piece of bread because I want myself to be accessible to you because this is how much I love you. The treasure, my dear friends, is not something that we have to look too far. Thanks be to God, just yesterday, late afternoon, we were told by the Archdiocese through a memo that we can already accommodate 50 people. So that's why if you're wondering why there's so many people today, I thought it's just 25. Well, this is the best time for you to show up without signing, <laughs> signing up. Because on regular, you know, regular Sunday, it would have been 25. But yesterday, the Archdiocese told us that late Friday afternoon, the OHA, the Oregon Health Authority, sent a new memo that faith gatherings can now be can now accommodate 50 for phase one. We're still on phase one here in Washington County. And, um, and in that memo also, it says that on counties that are on phase two, indoors 50, outdoors 100. But for phase one, it's both 50 for fake gatherings, indoors or outdoors. So thanks be to God we can accommodate more people now safely and responsibly to be able to partake all the time in this most important treasure of faith. What is the most important treasure for you? What does your heart really aspire for? As what we heard also from Matthew, where our heart is, there your treasure will gonna be as well. We don't have to look too far though, because what I've said, God has already planted it in our own hearts. We just have to do a little bit of digging and we will find himself there. I did several First Communion Masses yesterday for our First Communicants, and I told the kids, uh, the, the children, I said, you know, the, the Eucharist is the most important the treasure that we have. We normally put them, you know, we normally put the hose, the blood of Christ, in chalice made of gold, in the most important metals. But you see, God doesn't want to be stored in metals. God wants to be in us. We become the living tabernacle of this most important treasure. How cool is that? God doesn't want to be stored just in a metal. He wants to be in us because He is already here. Let's delight in that.
Let's rejoice in that.